Hello again and welcome into another episode of The Lion's Edge by BetMGM. I am your host, Chase Kitty, and we are into week six of the NFL. Yesterday's college football episode dropped. Good numbers there. If you missed that episode, obviously I think you should go back and listen to it. The main takeaway of that episode was be careful this weekend because I think it could be super weird. Now, the NFL, I don't think, is going to be as weird as college football this weekend. There aren't as many strange lines, but the NFL does have some big numbers and some pretty small numbers as well. So kind of all over the place when you're looking at the board. Let's start, as we always do with Thursday Night Football, getting right into it. Commanders-Bears, this game has already been mocked for a week straight for being yet another awful Thursday Night Football game. I don't know what you want from me on this game. This this is a terrible game. You could not... I wouldn't get involved in this game with your money, let alone my money. So I want to be very clear I'm not taking an actual position in this game. But of course, I'll still give you the handicap and you can do with this information what you want. This game, as of Wednesday afternoon when I'm sitting down to record this, is a pick'em. Minus 110 apiece on BetMGM to the Commanders and the Bears. You can also buy Bears plus one for minus 115 juice and then Commanders minus one, minus 105 juice. I imagine if you go into the sub pages of this game, you could probably find both of those numbers split as well. And this kind of tracks with a series of weird numbers for Washington. Because Washington, I mean, there's a case to make they are the worst, most listless team in the entire NFL But they're not really being handicapped like it. If you go back the last couple of games, Washington closes as a one-point dog at home to Tennessee. And and the Commanders famously kind of have a a shitty home field advantage there at FedEx. If you've never been there, it's it's a weird stadium that's kind of tucked into a neighborhood. It's hard to get to. It's a mile walk from the nearest metro station. So it it just isn't a good home field advantage. On top of the fact that you weren't getting any points there uh, against a Titans team that's been decent, they've been okay, not great, not sure they're a playoff team, but they've been fine. Tennessee wins that game. We'll come back to that in a second, but the final score there was 21-17. Washington lost. They failed to cover. The week before that, again, super weird spread. Dallas is only a three-point favorite over Washington. And they win that kind of going away 25-10. to 10. You go back to the end of last month where the Commanders hosted Philadelphia. The Eagles rolled to a 24-8 to 8 win. Philadelphia is only a six-point favorite, which, again, when you're talking about a team with basically no demonstrative home field advantage, that seemed like a light number. Now, if you actually watched these games, you know how close some of them came to having different outcomes. Like the Tennessee game, yeah, they closed as one-point favorites. They were one yard away from losing that game. If David Long, go Mountaineers, if David Long doesn't pick off Carson Wentz at the goal line with under 10 seconds to go in regulation, Washington wins that game. Dallas, you know, you could make the case that they were only a three-point favorite because a lot of the betting public was looking and saying, hey, this is a rivalry game. Dallas is playing a backup quarterback. Like maybe, maybe Washington's kind of a trendy dog in that spot. You just keep coming to these spots where Washington 
is this trendy dog that people are willing to buy at short prices. I, I'm just, like, they're not covering any of these games. They're not winning any of these games. And they they outgained Tennessee yardage-wise by a pretty substantive margin. 385 total yards for Washington, 241 total yards for Tennessee. So they do certain things well. Like, you look at their stats and you understand why in the point spread market, the books kind of are waiting for regression back toward the mean, positive results and positive regression for Washington. But I've seen enough where I just I don't want to be involved with this team. I don't want to put myself through that. So I would not recommend a bet on Washington. It would be Chicago or pass for me, even understanding that you're kind of waiting for the weird Washington win that they're overdue for. It's still Chicago or pass for me. Carson Wentz was labeled as questionable midweek. He had a shoulder injury. We're waiting for more information. I suppose, hypothetically, he might not even play. Brian Robinson is back from IR, the the young kid that, that got shot on U Street in the preseason. He is now back on field and available. Took his first snaps last week against Tennessee. So it's Bears or pass for me. I don't really want to get involved in the total. If you're putting a gun to my head and telling me I have to pick, give me the under. Uh, any any total under 41.5 or under, uh, if, if that number is low, I like to go lower. I like to bet the under. You saw why last week. Last week's a perfect example of why you bet the under on a low total. If they're hanging a total this low at 38, it's probably going to be an ugly game. But is this total ugly because these two teams suck? And people are betting on sucky offense. Is it is it low because last week's game was so bad, and we're expecting more of the same narratively? I mean, there's just there's so many garbage marketplace variables in the mix here. I just don't want to get involved in this game at all. I don't even really want to watch it. I mentioned in yesterday's episode, like do not watch this game. There's better football on Thursday night. Go watch West Virginia Baylor. I'll watch UCF Temple before I watch this game. And it's just, I'm not interested. I'm not betting it. I don't think you should either. Uh, I don't pull any punches. I'm not I'm not sitting here telling you I think you should you know make bets on bullshit games just because I work for BetMGM. This game's going to suck. Don't watch it. Go, go watch West Virginia Baylor. I love a bet in that game. Go bet West Virginia plus three and a half at home. Go bet Temple plus the bucket of points against UCF go bet the under in that game they're they're both I think five and one to the under uh UCF and Temple so there's just way better opportunities Thursday night this game's gonna suck I'm not gonna watch it let's get to the games I actually do want to bet this week NFL week six I've got a couple of them and then I'm gonna lay out short card this week I think some of the numbers are weird and like in college football, I'm going to keep my cards short, I'm going to be conservative this week, and I'm going to get out with my skin attached to my body. couple of first half numbers to look at. Number one, Seattle first half plus one. I mentioned this last week, and it won us a bet. I'm going to continue to play this trend. Arizona now 0-5 against the spread when looking at the first half number. This week, Kyler Murray... And the Cardinals go to Seattle for an NFC West Divisional game. Seattle still a bit undervalued, especially coming off of a loss. I like Seattle and my guy, Geno Smith, to keep slinging it. 
to attack Arizona. They're going to be aggressive in the first half. So give me Seattle plus one on the first half line. If Seattle is winning or tied at halftime, we will win this bet. And I think trend-wise, we can be pretty confident that is the direction this game is going to go. Another first half number I like is Ravens minus three and a half on the first half line against the Giants. The Giants are four and one straight up, and they're four and one against the spread. But they're actually one and four against the spread when you look at the first half number. Uh, They have not played a lot of good teams. Obviously, the Packers win in London last week was nice. But they had kind of a weird comeback against Tennessee. They beat Carolina. Who cares? They lost to Dallas. And they beat the Bears. That's another who cares team, right? So I'm not super impressed by their wins, uh, setting aside the Packers' result, which I, I do think is impressive, but also maybe a little bit of a collapse. Point being... The Giants have not been good in the first half against good teams. Compare that to the Ravens, who not only are a good team, but have been good in the first half. The Ravens have the opposite problem. They can't finish games out. Combining those two trends together, I really like the idea that the Ravens are going to come out. They're going to continue to be strong in the first half. They're going to have great scripts from John Harbaugh on that offense. And they're going to get an early lead and suck the time out of the clock in the first half because that's what happens with that team and that offense. They run the ball effectively, they possess the football, and they don't give you a chance to come back. I like the intersection point of these two trends. Baltimore minus 3.5 on the first half line. And then I also kind of like, you can go find those uh, those halftime, full-time bets. Like, give me, give me the Ravens to lead at halftime and to win. Uh, I, I would also consider the Ravens at minus five on the full game spread. I just don't think it's as strong as a play as that first half number. Let's go to another game. Jacksonville playing the Colts for the second time in six weeks. And of course, I made a big deal the last time these two teams played saying, hey, Jacksonville owns a significant advantage over Indianapolis. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014. That trend still continuing after Jacksonville's early win over the Colts. And the Colts got super trendy there. They they beat the crap out of Indianapolis early on, and then they went to L.A., and they beat beat up on the Chargers right after Herbert was hurt. And all of a sudden, Jacksonville's the AFC South favorite, and everybody's betting them, and they're a big public trendy team. But as we saw last week, Being a trendy dog that that people like to bet on does not mean you are an effective touchdown favorite. And there was a correction on the Jacksonville stuff real quick. Now, after the Houston loss, Jacksonville no longer the favorite in the AFC South. The odds have flipped again. And now the Jaguars go to Indy. They open as plus two and a half road dogs. Two and a half, of course, one of those little bait lines that I like to talk about all the time. We we know that three is a key number. And so when the book sets it at two and a half, it kind of tricks your brain into favoring that short favorite at right under the key number. So immediately here, knowing that, I kind of lean toward Jacksonville. And I think a lean is all this is going to be. I'm not sure it's going to get upgraded to a full pick. But it is worth noting a couple of things here. One, the line has moved from Indianapolis minus two and a half to Indianapolis minus two. 
The other thing worth noting, the Colts are off extra rest here because they played that awful game in Denver last Thursday. So they have the extra three days of rest here, the extra 72 hours of rest and preparation ahead of the key divisional game. So for that reason, I am going to lay out here. But on principle, it's important to keep in mind there's just certain teams I don't want to lay points with. That's why Indy isn't a play here. I don't want to lay points with this awful team that's missing its key defensive piece. Matt Ryan that is over the hill commanding the offense. It's just not a situation I want to lay points in. Kind of similar to Jacksonville last week, which is why I ended up betting Houston. I don't want to lay points with Jacksonville. I'll take points with Jacksonville. I'm not at the point yet where I want to lay a full touchdown or even seven and a hook, which we saw last week at some points uh, early in the week with the Houston spot. Just you got to think about, am I willing to lay points, to lay down advantage to the other side with this team I'm backing? And for certain, I am not with the Colts. So this is a lean for Jacksonville, probably not an official play. Last one I'll mention here, Atlanta, San Francisco. The 49ers obviously looked great against a putrid Carolina team last week. Matt Rule ends up getting fired in the aftermath of that game. They looked great the week before playing against L.A. It's not like they're going to go undefeated the rest of the season, guys. At some point, they're going to lose. They're coming back to the East Coast for the second straight week, second straight 1 p.m. game for a West Coast team. You can decide if that's something you care about. Your mileage may vary. But I do think it's worth pointing out that they are now coming to Atlanta, which is the only team in the NFL that is 5-0 against the spread. Atlanta, we talked about the playoff ticket last week. We talked about how they've been competitive in losses. Now... They opened as a six-and-a-half-point home dog to San Francisco. 70% of the tickets right now market-wider on the 49ers. And yet, the line moves from San Francisco minus six-and-a-half to minus five-and-a-half. So very nice reverse line movement there. We know that the Sharps like Atlanta, and they have just been hammering the Falcons because of this ATS record. It seems that the market has not priced Atlanta out yet, so... Obviously, five and a half, not as good a number as six and a half, but there's probably still some value here coming on in Atlanta. Maybe if you want to feel extra secure, you could buy the number up to six, key number there, and then feel a little bit more secure at a slightly lesser payout. I think that's not a terrible idea. I would consider it here, but a pretty small card. I mean, right now, I'm sitting on Ravens first half, three and a half, and Seattle first half plus one. And that's kind of it. Now, if you're here for for contest picks or Survivor or anything, I can give you a couple leans. I would lay the points with Tampa and Pittsburgh. I think this Steelers team is dead to rights until they prove otherwise. I would lean Cleveland minus the three and sell high on the Patriots. Detroit is really banged up. New England is not that good like we saw last week. I think Zappi could be a real player uh, for the the long-term quarterback spot there in New England. But I am, I, I'm feeling decently enough about Cleveland laying the, the clean minus three there against a Pats team that I still think is pretty limited. No idea what to do with Dolphins-Vikings at this point. Uh, I, I would stay away from both teams until I have a, a crisper idea of who they are. And Buffalo. I, I, hear, I hear people saying, hey, how can you not take Kansas City plus the three at home? I'm not getting involved in the game either way, but if you made me pick it, I'd take Buffalo. Kansas City's off a short week. 
And I think Buffalo, this game means a lot more to them just based off how last season ended. I think that stuff matters. I think, like, I put myself in their shoes. I'm a guy that carries a grudge. I get pissed off about stuff like that. And I would run out of the tunnel and want to kill somebody if, if my season ended the way that Buffalo's season did last year. So I just, it feels to me like it means more. In a game where you're expecting this level of offense, I don't know how much home field advantage is actually worth. But to make an argument for Kansas City here, if you're giving me Mahomes and the Chiefs offense against a Buffalo secondary that we now know has personnel and health problems, plus you're giving me three points at home, I don't know, man. That's a pretty compelling argument. That's why it's a stay away from me. Like I said, a tight card this week. I am keeping it short. I am not getting involved and trying to force something with these numbers that I don't like and these ugly teams. Couple of plays in college, two or three plays in the NFL. We've made a lot of money the last month and change on this podcast. A lot of winning picks. We're not going to jeopardize that by trying to force something. So let's take a couple of bites at the apple here. Any plays that I add last minute, I will always share on Twitter at Chase A. Kitty and at the Lion's Edge. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. Good luck with your bets. Until next week, take it easy.